Hi, everybody. I'm Drew. And I'm Liz. And this is One Hand for the Boat, stories of our life in a marina. So we can't agree or figure out or remember how this exactly started. But the weirdest, this is the weirdest. This is the weirdest. This thing. is the weirdest beastie story we have. Yeah, there's other weirder other kinds of stories, but this is the weirdest beast story. And this is the only beast story we have that made, like, the news. Not us, but the beast itself made the news. Yeah. We're not newsworthy. But We're the, beast, the beast. The beast was newsworthy. This particular beast. This leviathan. <laughs> um, so, okay, so there was a baby humpback whale in our harbor. And this was two two years ago. Yeah. Anyway, that doesn't matter. I'm sorry. The, but, oh, go ahead. The, so, so in the harbor, lots of birds, sure. Fish, <laughs> yes. Uh, like saltwater predators, like sea lions. The saltwater predators. <laughs> they're, they're around. Uh, Watch and, out uh, for the predator. Even, even little sharks. Baby sharks, little, little baby sharks, yeah. Um, uh, but but and and but I think dolphins, I guess, and some sea lions are like the biggest thing that is usually in the harbor. Is that sort of thing? Is man <laughs> the most dangerous <laughs> fish in the harbor? Is man? Yeah. <laughs> uh, boom! Boom! That yeah, okay. mic drop. We can just stop recording now. It's just over. It's a, no more episodes of this podcast. It. It's done. Yep, that's it. Print. <laughs> no, but but so sometimes, sometimes, once in a great while, something crazy happens, like this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that intro. Drew. Yeah, that's that's just a service I provide. So, <laughs> so yeah, so there was a baby humpback whale in the harbor, and we were coming home from somewhere. That's the part we can't remember, but it doesn't matter because there was a baby whale in the harbor, and that's the important part. And when we got back, one of our um, one of our son's friends' mothers called us and was like, "Oh my God, did you hear? There was a baby whale in the harbor." And I was like, no, that's crazy. And she was like, yeah, we're here watching it. And I was like, well, do you want to come on our dock and see if we can get a better view? And she said, well, yeah. So so us and our son and three of his friends and this other mom all went from dock to dock to try and see the baby whale. And it's the craziest thing. No, it's the second craziest thing. We'll talk about the first craziest thing. In another podcast sometime. But the second craziest thing I've ever seen in the harbor. So everybody, everybody was like crowded on the ends of docks. And there were and like, there were, there were news helicopters. News helicopters and, and news people on the shore. And the, the whole shore was just lined with people. And there was a, you know, like a um, harbor patrol and like a Coast Guard boat. Yeah, the Coasties had them, yeah. Yeah, and, and then, you know, they were trying to keep people off of their boats. But there were like people on kayaks. I don't know who these crazy people are. Crazy people on kayaks. Yeah, like, I, let's see the baby whale in and, the harbor. And, and I feel like I should say, right, <laughs> baby, sure, <laughs> D- obviously, right? But it's still a humpback whale, so it was like 50 feet long. Like, it was like bigger than our boat. Uh, significantly bigger than our boat. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, so, which is why it's extra crazy that people were trying to get close to it on a kayak. It's like, how about a pennant? Right. And, and it, <laughs> it was freaked out. It was super freaked out. It was. Yeah. It, and, and, you know, I'm sure, I guess I don't know much 
about what whales can hear like when they're underwater. But like, you know, it was super noisy because there were all these people. And I'll add, obviously, we were no help in this situation. We were also some of the onlookers, you know, there watching and making noise. But it's hard because there's like nothing you can do. But you have to see a whale when it's in the harbor. Because you can't, you can't, uh, this is the closest you could ever hope to be to one of these, one of these creatures. Unless you're some kind of professional. Yeah, unless you're like a diver or something like that. But like, but, uh, I was down at the end of one of the docks when it kind of came up for air in one of the slips. Like, it, it was like, kind of. You know, it was there and it came up for air and it was like, it was right there. It was, it was crazy how close it was. Count the barnacles. Yeah. Oh, easily count the barnacles. Like, and because the, the, the harbor isn't deep, you know, there's no, there's no part of it that's deep. It's our harbor is a working commercial harbor. So it's deep enough for like bigger boats, but, um, not like ships, you know, it's just not very deep. So the, so the whale and the, like the air, the helicopter stuff that, that was on the news for the, the next day or whatever, you could clearly see the whale under the water. Yeah. Easily. Um, easily. Yeah. 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 And it had come in like, I think they were never exactly sure what had happened, but it had come in at the m- mouth of the harbor. Obviously this is the dumbest thing I may have ever said. <laughs> it came in through the mouth of the harbor. It did not take a car. No, it, to get to the harbor, it did not come in on a shuttle. No, it took the ocean. <laughs> it took the ocean <laughs> to, to the, get to, to the harbor. The harbor okay, all right, so mistake, mistake <laughs> made. But it, and then it came all the way to the back of the harbor. It wasn't even in the deep part, which isn't that deep. But still, it came all the way back to our side of the harbor, which is much more shallower. And I guess, I think with whales, that that makes it probably even more dif- easier for it to get confused because it's. Doesn't have as much water to hear probably, in or something. Like, I don't know. Or, I'm kind and, of making that up. I, and guess. I can imagine that it's probably a pretty confusing, like sonic environment in a yeah. harbor for if they're trying to echolocate. You know, yeah. Like, there's because there's the hulls of boats and there's all the pylons from all the docks that are sunk right. down into the bottom. And, right. Um, and and uh, adding to all of this, right, is is that the coasties are there in the middle. Right, so there's like our harbor has a bunch of different marinas with a big wide um, fairway or, or channel in the middle, um, and what the the coast guard was trying to do, the coasties of the coast guard, what they were trying to do, they had one of their bigger boats out um, in that part of the harbor, and they were trying to kind of herd the whale out and using like sound, yeah, they, sound they had stuff. they had like. Um, they had like microphones that they put down into the water and, or I guess not, not microphones. That doesn't make any sense. Like speakers that they put down into the water and you could kind of hear them mm-hmm. or they would like pull them up for a second. You could hear and they would put them back down and they were sort of trying to get the whale to, I can't remember if it was like try to get them to go away from that sound or try to get them to come towards that sound. I can't remember quite what it was, like how it was supposed to be working. Well, we did not go up on a kayak and ask them, excuse me, what are you trying to do here? Yeah, although so. there were fools who were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> fools. Um, but, and I think one of the things that was that was really, um, really sort of arresting about this was that the Coasties were there with their, with their sound and it would look like it was working. Like the whale would kind of go back and forth by boats, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then come out into that main channel 
and then kind of head back out towards the harbor mouth, sort of slowly followed by the Coast Guard boat with its speaker. But then the whale would, because, you know, it's a whale, it would turn around and go back among the boats and they would have to kind of start over again. And, and we watched them do this for an hour maybe. And then, and then it started to get dark. Yeah. And so people went home. But we were already home. Yes. <laughs> so then, so by the time we like put our son to bed and went to bed ourselves that night, it was still here in the harbor. The Coast Guard was still out there. The Coast Guard was still out there. So there's still a lot of, a lot of noise and you could hear a lot of stuff, but the weirdest thing, no, weird's not the right word, but the most, well, I'll use your word. The most arresting thing for me was that at about 3 a.m. that night, I got woken up because I sleep um, Drew and I are in the aft bunk, so we're in the back of the boat, and I sleep on, like, right next to the hull. Drew's kind of in the middle of the boat, but I'm right next to the hull. So anytime, like, a wave hits our boat or water hits our boat or our boat kind of moves, I feel that or hear that more than Drew does. And so there was this kind of, like, kind of sound that woke me up. It was loud enough to wake me up at, like, 3 a.m. And I was like, I wonder what that was, and our boat was really rocking back and forth, but not, like... If a boat goes by too fast, it rocks really fast and kind of jerkily, but this was really kind of like a slow rock, but a very big one. Kind of a rolling motion. Yeah, a big roll. So I got up, and I peeked out of the companionway, and sure enough, the whale, the whale's tail was just going back under just as I stepped up to look. And I was like, well, I mean, this is too cool of a thing to see while you're all by yourself at 3 a.m. on a super calm night. So I can't go back to bed right now. So I stood there for a little while longer and the whale came back and it, you know, it came up right, right behind our boat and it was taking up like the whole, whole channel there. Um, and it, it, you know, it breathed right there while I was watching it. And I think the coasties had already gone at that part. So it sort of felt for a moment, like it was just me and this poor little whale. And I, you know, tried to send it good wishes to get home. So I take credit for the fact that the whale got out of the harbor mouth. Yes, because <laughs> because because by the next morning the whale was gone. Yes. <laughs> and because and, I looked at it at three a.m. and said, "Hey, whale, you should go back home." Mother of whales. Mother of whales. <laughs> I take credit. That's perfectly reasonable. Totally reasonable. But we, we found we found out. Yeah. So the next by the next morning the whale was gone, and we found out later that there had been. Uh, an adult whale yep. that had been swimming back and forth by the by the mouth of the harbor and freaking out, freaking out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, as whale slowly because whales don't do slowly fast. and majestically yes. freaking out. Oh. Um, but uh, and and of course, because the harbor is definitely not deep enough for an adult whale, Ooh. so that th- that that beastie wasn't coming in. Um, but then by the morning, not only was the whale in the harbor gone, but the whale in the ocean right by the harbor yeah. was gone also, so they got back together and they went on their merry way. I mean, yeah, it must have been like one of the first nights we were aboard. It was, it was the right? first night we slept aboard the this boat. The first night. The very first night. Oh my yeah, gosh. Okay. It was. Well, no wonder it stays in our memory. Yeah. Um, so the very first night we had moved on the boat, apparently, uh, we were getting ready for bed. Our son was two at the time. So, you know, there's a big bedtime routine. 
yeah, with a two-year-old, lots of like, you know, reading and you have to sing songs and you say prayers and you turn on the nightlight. And now we were also on a boat. So there were all these other things. We had a baby gate that we had screwed in the sides to try to keep it from falling which, out. That, it wasn't that, super no, successful. That, that makes it seem like terrible. <laughs> so the, the, the bunk where, where he slept then and where he still sleeps is uh, like the level of, of like where you would lie down is about four feet off the floor yeah. or so three and a half, four feet off the floor. So when he was two to prevent him from just falling out, we had a baby gate that I had like screwed some eyelets into some of the cabinetry on either side, and we would just put it in there like a gate, and it wasn't awful <laughs> or anything. It was like <laughs> oh, it was awful. No, it was like it was like a little DIY crib, is what it was like. Yes, it was. Uh, you know. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm straying from the beastie part. Let's keep the beasties. Happening. Beasties. Yeah. But um, so. Okay. So fast forward a little bit. So we put him to bed that very first night on the boat. We're all very excited. Drew and I take the three steps it takes to come out here to the the salon and we sit down and maybe like an hour later or so, we'd been kind of sitting and talking. It was all very quiet and pastoral and you can hear the water lapping on the hall, these beautiful, calm things. Suddenly, there's like a (laughs) on the bottom of the boat. Yeah, on every side of the boat. (laughs) We were like... Oh my goodness, what just happened? We just got here and now it's sinking? What? <laughs> but, and we could hear Patrick obviously woke him up. It was super noisy. And I can't remember if it was you or me, but one of us poked our head out the companion way to see, like, what's going on? And there's a huge, do you call them a herd? We'll call them a herd. I don't know what you call them. A pride. A huge, <laughs> a huge pride of sea lions just flapping around in the water and swimming right underneath our boat. Yeah. So they must have all just like hit the bottom with their flippers. I still maintain. I think they did it on purpose. I think it was like a rite of passage. Like, oh, like they were counting coup hit, on the yeah, boat. Yeah, hit the boat. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, because and on the inside it was like, it, it sounded like a, a bunch of like hammering. But there's also kind of a whooshing kind of bubbly type sound. Uh, and yeah, one of us stuck our head out the top and it was like, <laughs> whoa, there go the sea lions, there I guess. There go. <laughs> And there used to be, not so much anymore, but there used to be a lot of sea lions yeah, uh, around here. I miss them. Yeah. And I think uh, we used to, before we bought the boat, when we would just sort of be here uh, kind of hanging out in the harbor and looking at the water and, and kind of soaking in the vibe, there were, we would see big uh, prides, I guess, <laughs> of sea lions swimming around in the harbor. Uh, and we still see them sometimes. And they're over by the mouth of the harbor, but not so much over here anymore, I guess. Yeah, they don't make it down our way that much anymore. Yeah, not really. But we used to see a lot of them. They were my favorite. I saw a harbor seal one time walking down. Um, so we're way at the end of our dock. So you have to walk down the ramp. There's from a gate land, that leads to the gate, parking lot. Down the ramp, all the way down one dock, and then all the way down another dock. And so I was on the dock that's right next to the shore. And between the dock and the shore was a harbor seal. Just like, like, like doing the, what do you call it? Tickle tea touch is what I always called it. But our son in his swimming lessons is something else now. Like soldier starfish. Uh, soldier airplane starfish. Whatever. Yeah, that one. But he was just drifting along, like on his back with his head up, just sort of looking up at the sky. It just looked so mellow. But we haven't seen one of them in a while either, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but you see all sorts of – we talked about it a little bit last time. You see you see all sorts of, of uh, animals – 
around. Uh, we there, every once in a while there's some dolphins that come in, and, and that's yeah. crazy because they sound like a person breathing. That's how like you know they're around because <laughs> you hear them you hear them blow, and that's like a. But then we just freaked out the cat. Yeah, the bad. cat just freaked out. Um, but then, but then they breathe. But it sounds like it's like, <gasps> and actually, it actually sounds like that. It's really, it's like alarming the first time you hear it, and then now you hear it and you're like, oh, I guess it's a dolphin that wandered into the harbor. But, uh, um, <laughs> but anyway, that that's one of the that's another that's just a bonus beastie is that they're a dolphin sometimes. <laughs> bonus beastie. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I still love that sea lion thing. I wish they'd come by and thwack the boat again. That'd be nice. It was kind of fun. Yeah. We had two cats, and neither of those cats is around anymore, and now we have a different cat. Um, and the cat we have now is named Arthur. He's our third cat. Um, but when we moved on, like I said, we had we had two cats, uh, and one of them, who's, who's our, our first cat, we got her maybe, uh, I guess, about a year after we got married. Yeah. Her name was Lyra. She was a sweet little cat, little black and white cat, and... Um, We'll post pictures of her on our Instagram. Yeah, you can check it out. We'll we'll post that on the show notes there. Um, and uh, uh, but she was adventuresome, mm-hmm. and she liked to try to escape. And even before we moved on to our boat, she would um, in the first place <laughs> we had her. She would wait by the door for us to come back from wherever it is we were. Um, whenever we'd gone out, <laughs> she would wait by the door. We'd open the door, and she would just like. Bolt! She's make a run for it. And in that that apartment, we were on the twelfth floor, um, and so the trick was always to to grab her out of the hallway and bring her back in before she had a chance to get on the elevator. Because <laughs> if she got because <laughs> if she got in the elevator, we, we knew we'd we just we'd never see her again. Never see her again. Yeah, who who knows where she'd end up? Um, so we uh, uh, so she she always liked to escape. She always liked to try to kind of get away, and. Um, that was kind of always a concern for us with, with her on the boat when we moved onto the boat because we were concerned. We didn't know what would happen if she tried to get away here. Yeah. But by the time that we moved onto the boat, she was at least 10. Yeah. She was getting up there, I she guess. She was older. Yeah. And so she was a little more mellow than when Drew would have to tackle her in the hallways outside of our apartment to bring her back inside. Um, but she still, she really liked the boat. She liked to sit on top of the Dodger, which is the... Um, like canvas fabric that's above the cockpit, kind of like a windshield. Yeah. But so she loved to sit up on top of that. And then her favorite thing was if you would put your hand up there, because the Dodger is a little bit taller than a person. While she was up there, if you could put your hand up there and then she'd try to get it before you could move it back down. But she loved to watch the birds and stuff, but we didn't have her on a leash very often outside. She just kind of sat okay. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. she fled a few times. Yeah, but but not too many. No, not really. But there was one time in particular. Yes. Now, do you want to? Sure. Well, so clean about what we, happened. Yes, sure. <laughs> we, so when when we were, um, and th- I don't know, we we've been living for maybe like three years or so. Yeah. Probably when this happened. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were students at the time. We were in graduate school, and um, you know, one of the things. Uh, uh, that that happened when we were in that part of our lives is that we were tired a lot of the time and I was tired a lot of the time. And um, there's always something else to be thinking about when you get off the boat. Um, you know, if you have maybe with you a 
four-year-old child and maybe <laughs> in like a backpack and maybe you're bringing with you some recycling to take up to the, the dumpster on land or whatever. You have all this stuff. Um, and uh, some boats do, but our boat doesn't have like a door. It has a bunch of boards that you stack up um, in like a in like a little track. And it closes up the closes up the, the companion way. There's a slider that you close and lock and stuff. But there's no door. So it's the job of the last person who leaves the boat to stack up all the boards and close the slider and, and lock it up. And um, it turns out that one day I was thinking about other stuff or I was tired or I was just negligent <laughs> or whatever. And I just uh, forgot. I was the last one off the boat and I didn't close it. No boards. Uh, no boards, no, no slider. slider. Just just open. Just walked away, I guess. Uh, and so when we came back, like eight hours later, uh, maybe longer than eight hours later. No, I think it was a weekend day. So I think we were gone. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, like, no, we, we were gone. We were gone for a while. And then it was one of the really windy days we had. It wasn't Santa Ana winds, but it was just really windy. Yeah, a, a small craft advisory. So that's like um, some pretty serious sustained winds and then gusting up to like 30 knots or so. That's a lot of wind. Yeah. Yeah. And so we came back and none of the boards were in. And there was a moment of freak out of like, a, Where'd the, why did you put in the boards? And I didn't know I didn't put in the boards. We had that moment. But yeah. then it was like, oh, my God. Where's the cat? So we thought we tried to find her and she had gotten off the boat once before and had hopped over to the boat next to us, but had just kind of sat there like she didn't know what to do. Yeah, like she wanted to get away, and then when she got away, she was like she just wanted to go back. <laughs> right. She's she like like the like the dog that catches the truck. Like she just didn't know what <laughs> to do. What? Yeah. But but this time, you know, we checked Everywhere inside the boat first, and then everywhere, uh, like we started checking on the dock, on our dock, underneath the steps that get onto the boat. We went around to the other boats that were near us and were looking also there. And the problem was that with this like super huge, crazy wind, it didn't really matter if you called for her or made a noise because you couldn't hear anything because it was so windy. Yeah, and we I couldn't should... hear each other from either side of the dock, if we were trying to say, like, she's not here, we couldn't hear each other from just that distance either. Yeah, because in a marina, uh, wind, windy day isn't just the sound of wind, although there's that too. But there's a lot of other sound in a marina when oh, it's yeah, super windy. Um, there's there's the sound of the, the water that's getting more whipped up and, you know, kind of sloshing against the docks and the other boats and stuff. All of the boats are moving, so there's a lot of like creaking dock line sounds. Um, there are a lot of sailboats in our marina. Our our boat doesn't do this, but a lot of the sailboats have like lines that are out uh, that are connected to their mast, but aren't connected to anything else. So they slap against the mast, make a sound like a bell ringing, yeah. um, and you know you get a couple hundred of those doing that at the same time. It's just a lot of a lot of sound, uh, a, a lot of sound, a lot of different kinds of sound. Um, Happening all at the same time, sails flapping, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So it's really, it's really loud. If you've never been in a marina on a windy day, yeah. So we were looking all over for her, and at the same time, we have this little kid who's not helpful yet, just because he's not old enough to help. He wasn't actively um, unhelpful. He no, just, he wasn't. He just couldn't help. Yeah. Um, and so we were sort of freaking out because we had no idea where she'd gone to. 
She wasn't on the other boat next door. She wasn't on the boat across the way. She wasn't underneath any of the dock steps. She wasn't on anywhere. She didn't seem to be anywhere near the boat. So, Drew, I think you even went up on land to look for her, right? Yeah, and, and you know, we asked some of our other neighbors on the dock if if they had seen her, and they were kind of looking around, too. They were kind of helping us look. Um, but I, uh, since we didn't see her anywhere on the dock, I thought, like, well, I'm going to go. And really what I thought was, like, well, I'm, I'm going to go and and see if she's washed up anywhere. Because yeah. the concern, because, you know, I mean, I guess... Most animals can swim, but we didn't know if she could swim or not. And it's not like you can climb up out of the water if you're a cat in a harbor like this, in a marina like ours. So I thought, like, well, I'm going to go on land and I'm going to go down to the bottom part of the harbor, the the, the way that, you know, the, 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 the direction that the wind was blowing the water. And I thought, well, I'm going to go and see if she's down there. Um, and uh, And from a little ways away, there was something white that was up on the rocks down by that end of the harbor. So like I, and I thought it was her and I thought, well, like I, part of me was like, well, I, I need to go and see, I need to go see what that is and, and see. And then part of me was also like, but I don't want to go and see. Mm. Um, but, it, but it's what, you know, it's sort of where, where it came and all through my head this whole time. Like it was, it was, you know, it was, it was loud and it was cold because the wind was cold. It was a, a wind off the ocean. So it was a cold West wind and, um, and it was loud and I kept thinking like, well, we're never going to find her. She's gone away. We're never going to find her. It's my fault because I didn't close up the boat and we'll never see her again. And, and she'll, and just, I mean, it's kind of dark to say, but, <laughs> but it, it's what I was thinking. Like, we'll never see her again. And, and she's, she's somewhere, she's scared and she's alone and, oh, poor Lira and she's, that's know, not what happened. No, this is not what happened. This, this is all what I thought was going to happen. And, and, and so I set off down towards the bottom part of the Harbor to go and see if, if the white thing I saw down there was her washed up on the rocks and spoiler alert. It was not her washed up on the rocks. (laughs) It was, it was like a bird or something. Because at the same time that this was happening and I think we'd been looking for her for maybe about an hour. Yeah. For a a while, which is why I had like sort of given up Uh and gone to see. At this point I was standing just sort of, um, on the main dock instead of just on our finger, which is the, the littler dock that our boat is at. Um, I was standing just on the main dock to see all the way down so I could see Drew if he started walking back. And one of our neighbors who hadn't, um, some of our other lovely neighbors had been helping us because they had heard us kind of calling out and stuff. But one of our neighbors had come out of his boat and says, do you have a little white and black cat? And I was like, yes. And he said, I think she's on my boat. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And sure enough, so this was five boats down from ours? Yeah, must be. Yeah. Five boats down from ours on another little sailboat. She had gotten up onto his boat and he had a tarp up over like a little triangular tarp up over his um, bow. And she was under that and she looked so freaked out. Just like, I don't know where I am. It's loud. I don't want to get off this boat because who knows what will happen to me then. So he, I got on his boat and he was very kind to let me get on his boat in my clogs, which are not non-scuff, but I got on his boat and I picked her up and she just, she was not a cat. I mean, she didn't mind you picking her up, but she wasn't like, she didn't want you to like hold her and cuddle her so much, Yeah. but she like clung to me like, Oh, thank God. And that, and that's the picture we have picture is, we is have. of her acting that way. <laughs> uh, so we found her. Yeah. We got her back. 
And she didn't roam again. And now anytime we go anywhere, Drew texts me a picture that he's put the boards in just because we freak out about that now. Yeah. And I also and I do like a, I do like a mindfulness thing when I'm when I'm closing up the boat when I'm by myself now or, or if I like I get up to go to work before um, Liz and Patrick and our, our cat we have now are all they're all asleep. And so I, you know, I, I go I get out of the get in the cockpit. I put down my bag if I have it and I put in the boards and while I'm putting in the boards. I say I'm putting in the boards. I'm putting in the boards. <laughs> I'm putting in the boards. And then I say I'm closing the slider. I'm closing the slider. And then about half until I get about halfway down the dock so that I don't suddenly forget, because now I'm really paranoid about this. Now I am every time I get to the to the gate that leads back onto land, if I haven't done this, I suddenly am seized with terror thinking that I left the boat open. So about half still about halfway down the dock, I'm just saying to myself, the boards are in, the slider is closed. The boards are in, the slider is closed. It's like it's like uh, it's like that guy in Rogue One, you know, I'm I I have one with the force. The force is with me. Like the boards are in, the slider is closed. <laughs> uh, and I have I haven't I haven't I haven't messed it up since. So uh, you know, I did I did the right thing, even if I did the wrong thing once and it turned out to not be a terrible mistake, just kind of a crazy story. Just a just a uh, harrowing moment in our life as cat parents. Yeah, yeah, made much more complicated, like everything else, by the <laughs> fact that we we live on a boat in a marina. <laughs> but those are some of my favorite moments of living on a boat like this too. Is those like sort of quiet moments that you get to have with nature for a moment. If I just usually before I get go to bed every night, I just sort of peek my head out of the companionway and just kind of look around for a second because it's always so beautiful and it's quiet and you can see the moon reflecting on the water and, you know, or even on the windier nights, it's just kind of fun because you have this feeling of you're safe inside your little world here, even though the wind's whipping around you outside. But I love it when I do things like that and I look on our dock and there's like a heron just sort of sitting there because it's like this world of nature that's just like right outside our little cocoon you know and it's always happening right outside our cocoon and i just never saw it yeah i like that yeah yeah we we are very living in this this harbor uh very close to nature which is part of what we were hoping for i think when we when we wanted to do it We, we got that i think um because i don't know i mean i guess it's not that different in that respect from living in a in a house i guess but I think you're just sort of trained to think that there's an inside and an outside of a house. Uh, whereas the boat is, you know, there's an inside of a boat, but it's still pretty much the outside. Well, that's the thing. It's not about houses at all. No, it's, it's really not, just yeah. about like on a boat. The inside of the boat is, is basically outside. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite thing. I love the beasties. Yeah. I don't wish to see another baby whale in the harbor. No, one is enough. One is enough. One is I'm enough. glad it got out. This would not be a fun story if it had a different ending. Yeah, we probably wouldn't be telling the story if it had ended with a dead whale. No, it would be tragic and awful. Yeah, it would be terrible. Yeah. But it didn't. But it didn't. And neither did our story about Lyra with her cat. No, it's escaped. all happy stories. Yeah, it turns yeah, out okay. It turns out. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, uh, everybody. Uh, we want to say some thank yous real quick. We want to thank Blue Dot Sessions for all the cool music uh, that we use here on the show. I want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on the iTunes uh, podcast store now, so you can check us out there on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, coming soon to Android and 
uh, Stitcher, I think. Uh, we're working on those things. But anyway, the, the Apple Podcast Store. Anyway, you can check us out there. Um, we would love to hear from you. So uh, you can email us at onehandfortheboat at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at onehandfortheboat. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at handboat. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Handboat. Because it turns out one hand for the boat is too long. <laughs> Twitter won't let you have it. So uh, follow us on Twitter at handboat. Handboat. Uh, and until next time, I'm still Drew. And I'm still Liz. And remember, it's one hand for you. And one hand for the boat. Boat.